0: Hello, this is BBL Lab, the All-British Basketball Podcast, and today I'm with Josh Steele from the Brit- British Guard. So, how are you today?
1: I'm not too bad, thank you. Thanks for having me, Matt.
0: Okay, okay. So, f- first off, where where did basketball start for you?
1: Uh, where I grew up. Um a team called Harlow Hawks, so from my hometown in Harlow. Just kind of uh, wanted to do something different. Like, super sporty kid, did you know uh track like my dad ran track boxing just all sports really but hadn't really found one that I really really loved and ended up choosing basketball went along one day and yeah still playing.
0: Okay. So I saw you were playing at is it Barkin Abbey at the age of I think fourteen in, in D1. What what was that experience like is it you know at such a young age? Yeah it was cool man like
1: uh yeah just going Barkin Abbey in general was a type like, one of my best basketball experiences just overall just those five years were great but um yeah playing d1 at a young age was uh was tough like forced me to kind of like mature my game maybe a lot quicker than you know you like and just not relying on just pure just being taller and stronger and faster than everyone you know i had to learn other parts of the game really so yeah it was uh, definitely challenging but um you know loved it i was a uh, with a coach at the time who pushed me he he didn't really like take it easy on me like yeah. i had
0: to, um,
1: kind of thing so you know it's just good for me mentally as well
0: yeah okay so in you led you led the team in you know to the d1 title and not, and then in on in the under 19 game you hit you know i think you were down something like seven points or whatever with you know a couple of minutes ago and then you hit a couple of crucial shots how how good did it feel to you know take the take the team to the title
1: Oh, it was awesome just because, you know, as good as Barkin Abbey was, or is still, um, they, they had the time, they hadn't really won anything, any of the school stuff. I remember going in the last year before it was the ABL and um, coming up short, finishing third. So it was awesome to be able to kind of just like finally win with them.
0: Um, yeah, no, finally, if it, we deserved to, for sure okay i also uh, i noticed in i think it was 2012 2013 uh, jordan classic i know yeah. you were on a team with J- jamal murray who is now in the nba but when when playing with him did he show any you know kind of M- nba pedigree or you know sort of something like that yeah for sure i mean
1: jamal was actually my roommate um oh. it's a sh- yeah it's a shame we haven't kept in better touch but you know like from time to time like i'll oh, yeah, hit him a good game and we'll just you know not mm-hmm. really <laughs> contact but um yeah he was a cool guy and for sure everyone at that camp really like had some sort of NBA potential I mean like I think pretty much everyone there is either in the NBA or EuroLeague or yeah. some sort of some sort of playing playing high level somewhere so yeah everyone did Jamal did like he was a co MVP in the game uh yeah he, <clears throat> you know completely balled out in the actual game and uh yeah just during the practice and the practices were kind of light so it's just
0: yeah, everyone's out but no for sure he was a he was a killer from day okay in in 2017 and 18 you made the step up you know to the bbl from from d1 how important was that step up for you you know in, in your basketball career uh just overall securing my first basketball
1: contract was massive for me um and just overall getting you know trying to get a uh, a feel for playing again because I hadn't really played much in college, so just yeah, playing. it was just huge for me, really. So, um, yeah, it was just just the joy of playing again. On, on to be honest, mostly, yeah, just yeah. getting my head back right again.
0: So, so you mentioned college. What you know, briefly touched on it just then. Um, what what was the college experience like? You know, in, in the states.
1: Like uh, for me, it was probably very different to most people, um, but typically, like freshman year you don't play a whole lot um but you learn a lot like not technical basketball wise but just the way they sort of approach things like it's competitive in america and uh you learn how to compete over there so definitely like all of that stuff on the court you know it was um it was just interesting for me just because like the whole experience was interesting because like i met like guys like I've never been on a team that was that close-knit together. And yeah, I don't know, yeah, yeah, know well, It's difficult in a pro environment, you know, to really get that. So there's that as- aspect of it that I absolutely loved. And like I said, the competing and, the you know, the kind of nutrition that you get given and all of that stuff where you, again, you feel like a high-level pro and you get all those things. But then there was the other side for me, which I didn't really love, was like I didn't really feel like I got better technically a basketball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Doing things, doing things like just regular chair, chair dribbling and stuff like that for these individuals. They're not really getting me better. It's not working on my, you know, telling me not to do things that are contradicting things that I've learned from coaches at a high level, these college coaches like one-handed passing and stuff like that. You're telling me not to do that. Like, it just didn't really that that side of it. I didn't like. So like for me, it was like there's a mixed bag of experiences. Yeah. yeah, one, I definitely wouldn't trade. Learned a lot, for sure. Just life experience, right?
0: <laughs> okay, so moving on from college, some, someone that's, you know, built a reputation for kind of giving young basketball players a chance is, you know, Creon Ruff the, the coach of the Sores College. Obviously, you get, he gave you that chance and he's given, recently given, you know, Cameron Hildreth that chance. How important yeah. is it that, you know, more coaches and more teams across the league, you know, do this for these, you, you know, these young players coming up?
1: Yeah, I think it's really important. Honestly, it's uh definitely a hill I die on personally. Um, because it's I think it's important for the strength of the league that there's um there's some sort of pathway for players to um to to, to they need to be able to see that there's other places for them to go other than just America yeah. I feel like and while maybe we don't have the infrastructure or like multiple clubs don't have pathways from from grassroots leading into yeah. club or leading into BBO. I think one immediate way that you can do that is there's prospects and that, you know, like good prospects. Like, why not show them that, hey, like, why don't you stay at home? This is what yeah. we can offer. The States looks good, but like it wasn't for me. And it might not yeah. be for them for all sorts of reasons. Like, but at the moment I feel like, People are pretty blinkered into saying if you're going to have a pro basketball career, you have to leave, and yeah. if you have to leave, you've got to come back, and that's just it's just kind of weird. Whereas in other European countries, it doesn't work like that. Like, there's a if there's a standout Swedish kid. You better you know you bet that his mm-hmm. hometown or his local club is asking that he comes and plays for them. But yeah. you, know, you yeah. know why are clubs offering camp or talking to camp? Like, why is it taking this this these these events from the land of the scorches? Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I think it is definitely, um, it would be good to see more clubs doing it. And it's, you know, I think it's, I think, I, I don't think it's uh, far from it. I think maybe more clubs will start to do it after they see camp, the success Cam maybe has. But um, yeah. yeah, I think it's definitely something that needs to be looked at.
0: Yeah, well, it seems like we've, you know, we've come and it's created. I don't know, there's been a bit of pressure putting him to kind of, you know, strive kind of British basketball forward. And he's kind of been, you know, People, it seems well for me anyway. You know, outside looking in, it seems like people kind of expecting him to. He's representing British basketball. Let's, let's say, yeah, yeah. So, so from from D one to the BBL, what what's a step up like? You know, with the way things are run You know, practice and and just the competitive, you know, the competitive element and from, quality. From
1: well, Sorry, from D one to the BBL. As you say?
0: Yeah, yeah. D one and and yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah right. Um, well, again, I went Barking Abbey and we just, like, we practice every day. So maybe I'm yeah. not the best person to give <laughs> an accurate depiction of the NBL because, uh, you know, I see my coach at least once a day for an individual and then I'm with them and then, you know, with the team in the in the evening. We tra- practice five days a week. So yeah, maybe it's a, it's a bit different experience. Whereas, like, when I went to Surrey, it's, uh, yeah, we practice twice a day, but there's no, like, individuals per se and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so for me. Yeah. So for me, my experience is slightly different just because I'm practicing more in school. It's normal for me to practice more in school. Um, so, yeah, that's that's why I think. But I'm the exception because I went to a basketball academy. Yeah.
0: yeah. So in in, a, in the 2018-19 season, you got, you know, you got the call up to GB for the I think it was the Eurobasket qualifiers. What, what was yeah. that? What was that experience like, you know, being with these top, you know, these top guys?
1: Um, I mean, I, I love representing my country, man. It's, uh, I've done it for it since I was like 15. So getting yeah. a call up is massive for me anyway. Um, and then again, I've, I've played with some of the guys and you worked out with them in the summer. Cause you know, you have, have Rob Gilchrist at the time and Teddy who are from Barkin. So like yeah. people I know, but, um, and Dan. But um, it you know it it feels kind of different just being there. I don't know. You kind of get a little bit of imposter syndrome naturally. You know, you're not yeah, sure whether yeah. or not. Because like you said these are like big names within uh, not necessarily just English basketball, but within their own right. You know, their own yeah. their own the sort of leagues they play in. But um, yeah, no, I enjoy just being there and being able to compete with them. It's uh, I always like playing with people that are. They go better than me because that's how I measure myself. Do you know what I mean? if, yeah. I, if, I, if I, I, it gives me a better representation of where I'm at rather than yeah, anything else.
0: Yeah. So obviously, you know, you've played in the BBL yourself, and we've got we've got some GB guys, you know, over in the BBL now. You know, for instance, Teddy, we've got Ben Moffat and Ashley Hamilton. I, I think off the top of my head, how how important is it, you know, for these top these top GB guys to come over, you know, to the BBL and playing playing the, you know, Britain. Britain's league.
1: I think it's good in a number of ways. Um, one way, particularly, might be just again just overall strength of the league and validity. If yeah. you look at a lot of successful, uh, you know, na- um, national teams, but like a lot of the players, they do play in their own domestic leagues. Yeah. Um you know, when you see a team that doesn't and they go elsewhere, it kind of makes you question the strength of the league. The league, perhaps, yeah. if the better players aren't staying there. Um, so, one, it gives our league a, a bit more validity. And also, I don't think it really hurts the, our national team overall if you've got players that are all seeing each other more, more often throughout yeah. the year, or playing on the same team. Like it does massive for chemistry rather than just camps here and there. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, I don't think we'll get to a point where all Team GB plays in the BBL. But, you know, if you can have half or,
0: you know, yeah. that, that thing, how that affects anyone badly. Yes. Yeah. So, that, that same year, uh, when when you got the GB call up is when you moved to, you know, Spain. I think it was your second year as a pro. What what yeah. was that? What was that experience like? You know, moving abroad and then you're in a different country, kind of thing. Uh,
1: different, man. Um, different. Just because moving halfway through the year, it was like it wasn't an easy. It wasn't an easy decision. It was um so midway through th- that Scottish team wasn't very good. Like uh, yeah. unfortunately, we, we we were struggling to win games. And, you know, through mutual friends or whatever, um, uh, they the team that I went to, for Yeda, they had a player hurt, and I'd been speaking to this coach during the summer, so he messaged me and asked me to come over. So it was difficult. I, I snapped at the opportunity, one, because just, it's, hard, it's hard in an environment where you're losing all the time, and also it's left gold, so it wasn't an easy decision to leave, but I felt like it was the right one for me to leave. Um, but at the same time, like, moving teams uh, midway through the season is difficult and it's more difficult than I necessarily anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not just because its I feel like it's a big jump in level, but yeah, yeah. you just, you're, you're jumping into team dynamics that you're not aware of entirely and, and systems and the coach needs to get to trust you. And there's just all sorts of things, especially as a second year pro. Yeah. I don't necessarily have the benefit of 10 years resume where like, you know what I mean? So, um, Yeah, it was a good experience. Again, another experience where I learned a whole lot and I got the chance to measure myself and sort of like I hadn't, like I said, hadn't played much in college. A lot of my basketball had been within the British basketball community. So being able to go over there and even just in practice and just like play against players at this level, again, it's a good measurement for me to go, okay, is this goal, is like me playing at this level really like achievable? And I felt like I felt that it was and so you're going to battle with them every day and they naturally make you better. Um, and yeah, just being able to, see, again, just to be able to see another level of basketball other than British basketball, which is kind of a lot of what I knew at the time. Yeah. So yeah, great. Another great experience. It wasn't the one, it wasn't the opportunity I thought it was going to be, or the one that was necessarily advertised to me, but it helped me sort of, uh, measure myself and know where I need to go. It helped yeah. set the, uh, Put, put the pinpoint and with the direction I need to head in. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So this is I think this is the third year, third, third year in Spain, and you're playing for is it CB Pamfirat? I'm I'm not sure to pronounce it.
1: Yeah. So this year I'm at
0: Pomfrata. Uh
1: Last season before COVID I was at uh, Moron. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how how's this season? How's this season going for you? You know.
1: Yeah, much better than last season. Last season we again, we unfortunately we weren't great. Um and the club was a little more disorganized, but the club um, here is a lot more organized, it's a lot more professional and just a better team overall. Um got a lot of talented guys, one through one through um eleven, like yeah. all of us can play um at this level for sure, for sure. And um we had um our first like ten day quarantine whereas quarantine for 10 days So we just oh. uh, mount that before our, the game on Sunday but um, we're in shape if we keep winning if we win three more games we jump back up to third so it's a you know we're looking in good shape to make the playoffs if we keep winning
0: yeah okay so you mentioned the the 10 day quarantine now, as a pro What what is it like playing you know a COVID, a COVID season kind of thing you know without fans and all this testing and all that it's a bit of a nightmare man
1: honestly it's kind of
0: like and it sound, it's, it's,
1: weird cause it's 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 weird because it's it's weird thing. there's not a lot to do because obviously there's not a lot to do. But after a while, just going from your room to the yeah. gym, your room to the gym, like, it kind of takes a toll on you. Like when basketball was absolutely everything, and it's saying one thing, just no, just like take your mind off things. But you're only in your room, at least for us yeah. anyway. Like uh, just. Um, it's difficult. I don't really mind not having fans so much. Like, fans are nice, but it's not something that necessarily bothers me too much when it comes yeah. to playing. Um, it's just like practice. So, it, for me, it's more so just the isolation part of it. It's just, it's difficult not being able to, uh, I don't know, get away from the environment too much, kind of just yeah. locked in. A bit of a groundhog day, effect. but um, it's interesting, man. It's been a very, very interesting year. Um, up until last week when we quarantined, we were lucky to not really have any sort of COVID incidents. Uh, we had a couple games postponed because other teams had positives. Yeah. We had our first positive, and yeah, so we was just in the house straight for ten days.
0: We had workouts on uh, Zoom and stuff, and yeah, so it's, uh, it's been weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I noticed uh, you, you know you've got a YouTube channel. Uh, what what made you want to start in you know, a YouTube? A number of
1: reasons, man. A number of reasons. Um, One, I think mainly is, I think the way the things are evolving, I think it's important to, you have to understand, I think players have to understand an element of you as a brand. And I hate using that word because it it sounds very LA, but through lack of a better term, say brand. And I think, although it doesn't necessarily need to be about posting on Instagram all the time, and I think there needs to be something that you offer... Fans and people that necessarily admire the way you play is something to engage with, and I think that's kind of yeah. important. Uh, it just as a from a uh, from a perspective of a player, so I thought YouTube was something that I could do. One, not only to sort of grow my skills in another area completely yeah. away from basketball, learn how to edit, learn how to uh, design certain stuff as well as my logos and things like that. I just thought sort of like just sort of a project I could maybe do and then at the same time like i meet people along the way um through this journey and they want to still like i might not play in their city anymore but they still want to follow me and see how i'm getting on and stuff like that And i thought this was a good way of me sort of just uh doing that and at the same time any sort of pros that are also in my position maybe doing a less traditional route to wherever they're trying to get to It's another way to sort of just know that someone else is doing the same thing and, it, you know, just sort of giving, helping them give perspective or something. So a number of reasons, now. a number of reasons.
0: Uh, okay, so m- moving back to the Jordan, the Jordan Classic, you know, you, you played with, you know, with these top guys and you played against them. What, and you played, tw- I think it was 25 minutes from when I looked, yeah. what was that experience like, you know, that the whole camp and, and the game as well? That camp was a uh, different gravy, man. Um, first of all, a
1: highlight of that trip easily was meeting the man himself, like getting to meet Michael Jordan and yeah. do a QA and a with him, take his hand and stuff. That was amazing. Something I never thought would ever happen in my life. Um, and yeah, man, it's kind of... Uh, I wish I took more pictures, but it's it's it was just like a, a luxury sort of um, holiday in New York and then sprinkled with some basketball, because a lot of the week, them taking you different places, like we went to a restaurant, you go eat there and you've got like fans in front of you and then you go to Nike Nike town. They just take you around New York and kind of do things like that. And then you have practice and and it all leads up to the game Um, while you're staying in this big, nice five-star hotel and stuff. So it was a very, very nice holiday. And obviously you get to meet and interact with these people. you know that are now, like I said, all playing great, great love of basketball yeah. in their own life and stuff, and hopefully, you know, make some of these connections and stuff. Um, so yeah, it was an awesome week, man, one I'll never forget.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been it's been nice speaking to you, and yeah, hope good, good luck for the rest of the season, and and yeah.
1: Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Great all good. the best to you as well. Thanks for having me on, and uh, keep it up with the podcast and YouTube, man. Thank you. Honestly. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.